Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Steven Taylor. How are you two doing? Doing well. Yeah. 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 Nice. It's going to be a bit of an interesting episode, because normally we record two of these back-to-back, but then something weird happened where we watched the movies and realized that they were pretty much the exact same movies. (laughs) It was like, oh, (laughs) oh, like... Normally we strive to have like an episode a week, but I think we're going to make an exception this time because the two movies are just, they're, they're not even like, I can't even say they're similar because they are almost exactly the same movie, save for like a few differences, which we can get into. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like if we were doing the Hitchcock psycho and then the guest Van Sant psycho the next week, it's just like, well, yeah, really what's exactly what? the point. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's funny because when we get into it, it really is this the Hitchcock Psycho versus Grant uh, Gus Van Sant Psycho. Yeah. In the end, because it really does almost the same connotations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's not a. I mean, well, I guess we'll get into the, whether that's a positive or negative. But like, I, I don't. There could have been something here because I think of Funny Games, where the director oh, right. remade his own movie, Beat for Beat. Yeah. Um, that was probably a case where there was, it was maybe done positively, but in most cases, it's like, yeah, this is probably not necessary. So American remakes never, they, they never have the same uh, firepower as their original film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of times, too, when movies are made in different cultures and we try to translate that into our culture, we miss some things because I think culturally there's just some things that translate better than others and people think oh this will translate well in north america and not always like that's why it's interesting like they're doing that uh remake of uh parasite but to say in north america and that i'm kind of curious about like you know i doubt it's going to be the exact same but they're going to probably have to change it so that the cultural issues present in uh korea you know not being the same ones that that are necessarily the same in North America. So how do you adjust that? Um, Yeah. It'll be interesting. And I think that's kind of why a lot of these fail because, you know, what, uh, what one movie is sort of getting at, it can maybe resound differently with different audiences, but Mm -hmm. there's always exceptions, obviously, but, but yeah, we're talking Mm -hmm. about quarantine wreck, wreck being the original quarantine being the English language remake. Um, which I feel in retrospect stupid for watching both because like I, I was watching both and I'm like, this is literally the same movie, but. Yeah, I forgot going into this how shot for shot quarantine really is for Wreck. And I think that's maybe kind of its downfall. Like I feel like they should have updated it a little bit, but they were so concerned with having it be maybe a shot for shot or like the exact same thing that it just felt a little less cohesive and like Mm. some of the decisions that the characters made 
because of the way that their characters were played in the American version, just didn't make as much sense. Yeah, and especially God. for yes. Wreck, the the lead actor, the lead actress, she is an actual TV presenter. Like, she yeah. is an actual, almost journalist, right? So mm-hmm. I think that lends a little bit extra to her, her character and her portrayal of it, too, being the don't stop filming, keep filming, we need to get yeah. this, where it was yeah. just a little less believable in the American remake, I feel like. Well, yeah. and Angela, Angela Vidal, like, I, I mean, through this, she does become an actress, really. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and she is like the evolving of her character through all four movies is so like, well, she doesn't appear in the third one, but it is all so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, they really are like, the, like she's Angela Vidal in real life and she's Angela Vidal in this movie. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I think it's such an interesting aspect to add to it. Cause she's, she's basically our Alice, I guess, if we're going to throw resident evil stuff at it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um yeah, the the sort of it's interesting because uh the original Angela, I cared a whole lot more than quarantine Angela because <laughs> yeah. I don't know, mm-hmm. uh I always think of her as Deborah from Dexter, but I mm-hmm. I never quite liked her as an actress. I don't think she quite has much of a range. And yeah, watching it I was just like, Oh my gosh, like it, I would I would argue with exorcism of emily rose which is the first movie i ever saw her in mm. it's I, I mean playing an, a possessed human being is incredibly tough and, yeah. and and it's the make or break for a movie and i think for exorcism of emily rose it really works and i have to put it all on the shoulders of jennifer carpenter because she is really fucking great in that movie um and then, uh, of course, one that reminded me of that performance recently. Well, not recently. It's 10 years old, like, as of last week. was um, The Last Exorcism. Okay. With uh, Ashley Bell, mm-hmm. who I've never seen before. And I don't think I've seen since, because that sequel was not good. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my God. Like, talking about fan footage as well. Yeah. The Last Exorcism, baby. Oh, man. That movie's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I, like, I think she's got she's had some hits. I don't think she's been in too much recently. At least not that I've. Seen. No, she's married to one of the Avit brothers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I do so like the that. last thing I saw her in was uh, was the documentary "May It Last" that Judd Apatow directed. Okay. And I think that's the last thing I saw her in. Okay. Yeah, I do like the Avit brothers. They're good. Band. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, did you ever see Dragged Across Concrete? Oh, yeah. With Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson? She yeah. has a complete subplot. Yes. I, I and totally it ends in the... I don't even want to spoil how her storyline ends, but it's fucking shocking. Yeah, it is. No, that was a good, <laughs> a good movie. I, I, I totally forgot she was in that, though. I mean, I, I, that I, movie's great. I, I know yeah. that it's going to get shit on because it's Vince Vaughn and, and Mel Gibson, but it's Craig Zoller that made that movie. It's his follow up to Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. Uh, and it just got swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, wait, his sorry, his follow up was Brawl in Cell Block 99. But no, it's another Craig Zoller movie and it just got completely swept under the rug. Uh, of course, I, I assume because you can't market a movie with Mel Gibson. No. You're, you just dump that on VOD and just hope for the best. Pretty much. Um, yeah, the official summary. And now this is the one for Wreck, but, I mean, 
is probably going to be the same mm-hmm. for quarantine too. Uh, late night TV host Angela and her cinematographer are following the fire service to call are on a call to an apartment building, but the police seal off the building after an old woman is infected by a virus, which gives her inhuman strength. Uh, which surprisingly, this turns into like a zombie movie, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, it's but... never explicitly mentioned that they're zombies, though. And oh, I guess no. it's kind of interesting because the direction that both Wreck and Quarantine take, it's kind of debatable whether Wreck, whether they're actually zombies or not. Yeah. Um, well, viral infected. Right? Yeah. Well, well, Wreck, and I mean, I don't want to spoil too much because I really do think if you like Wreck, you should watch the sequels. I'm not so sure about Quarantine. But the the ending of Quarantine and the ending of Wreck, where uh, Angela and her cameraman are both up in the, I guess it's like the attic or like apartment penthouse top suite or whatever it is in this building. And they're looking through the newspaper clippings. Mm-hmm. The, this, the newspaper clippings are different. In, in mm-hmm. one movie, it's about an infection that is very specifically like biological warfare. It's an actual virus that's purposely spread. The other movie is has nothing like the, it is kind of a virus, but it it's more correct to say it's a demonic possession. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it's demonic, yeah, yeah, more uh, more uh, uh, like an unleashed evil. Yeah, and yeah. and it's like you can it goes way more into it in the sequel, and I actually really like the way that Rec Two is is done because it is a direct follow up to the first one. Like you like start moments after. Yeah, almost exactly as soon as the first one ends, you're going into the second one now. Uh, different mm. characters uh, for the most part, but yeah, it's really well done, and I recommend it. Quarantine 2 is good if you're drunk and you have some friends and you want to watch it. Uh, <laughs> not not quite the same uh, level as Rec, for sure. Yeah, I've never seen any of the sequels. I honestly, I mean, I didn't even really know too much about these movies until I started watching them, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting because I, I didn't realize it was... I mean, I guess, yeah, it's not probably technically a zombie movie. Also, like, when you you think of zombie movies, you think of, like, quite a few zombies that they have to contend with. This one, it's, like, one. Well, not one, but, like, there's, like... It's definitely not as many as you would expect in a typical, typical mm-hmm. movie. So, mm-hmm. um, When was the uh, first time you all watched this? Hmm. Um... Wreck, uh, I was uh, working at a, a now-gone video store. Mm. Um, and I used to do all the receiving of all the, the movies like the, the week before they came out. And I was closing that night, so we closed at 11. And I grabbed this, this I grabbed Wreck, and I didn't start the movie until like after, probably after midnight. Just okay. Smoked a big bowl and everything, get ready to go. And Man. it scared the fuck out of me. That movie yeah. that movie is so effective. And I think that's what's the issue with quarantine mm. is they don't invent their own scares. They just pick up wreck scares. Maybe because they felt the same way that wreck is so effective. So let's just do that. Yeah. But there's this the scene, and it's my favorite death of the movie, when the firefighter goes through the stairwell and just hits the floor. You can just hear him screaming yeah. from the top as he falls and then lands right in front of them. Yeah. That, I jumped off of the couch and was, like, perched on, like, the edge of the couch. Yeah. Like, it scared the shit out of me. And I, I yeah, I was absolutely blown away. Quarantine, I saw in theaters. 
Okay. Uh, because, yeah, I was like, oh, a remake to Wreck? Hell yeah, I'll go see it. And, I mean, yeah, you're just struck by how, like, it's everything's been done. Yeah. So there, I, I didn't have that same feeling. I, you know, it's just, you can't, you can't reproduce it. I, I can see the uh, the scares working on people that uh, were not were unfamiliar with Wreck and never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they nabbed those people for sure. But uh, yeah, um, it just was it was a pale comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I watched Quarantine. I probably watched it also on a rental because I don't remember the exact date that I watched it. But mm. then afterwards, when I realized there was because I watched quarantine first before i saw wreck and then i realized it was based off of something um and then i went and i rewatched wreck and it was like then that sent me down the rabbit hole of all of the wreck movies because i think at the the point that i was watching this the quarantine sequels hadn't been made maybe or maybe Uh, i just didn't know but mm. but yeah and and that was like i mean i was already in found footage you know hysteria at that point in my life so i just followed the rabbit hole basically nice (laughs) Yeah, uh, this was my first time watching this, and uh, yeah, a wreck was pretty, pretty actually terrifying watching it. Like, having not seen it before, like there were some genuinely shocking moments and kills in it. Uh, I do agree that quarantine kind of recycles it, and I think that's kind of part of the problem. Like, if you watch both movies, yeah, quarantine doesn't quite stand up because you know it's just a pale imitation. But I'm sure if you watch quarantine and not wreck, like it would have been be sufficiently scary i'm sure mm-hmm. but yeah there's just not much added here to sort of make it feel different than uh wreck so i think that's kind of the main issue with it is like there's just not enough here to separate it per se mm-hmm. if you want to watch both watch quarantine first and then be blown away by wreck afterwards <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and then you can be like wow wreck's really ripping off quarantine and you'll be yeah. completely wrong but also you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, and and like uh, going kind of going back to when we were talking about Jennifer Carpenter, like I would, wasn't upset with her performance in this. I just feel like the motivation behind her character feels different, and so it feels like the decisions that the characters make don't make as much sense. Like mm-hmm. the Angela in Wreck, it's very clear to me that she she believes that this needs to be recorded. Like this is something she finds very important. Yeah. But in quarantine it just doesn't feel like she's she, the scares are great and her acting terrified is is uh, impressive to me. She looks actually terrified. But mm-hmm. I don't understand why she just like her character seems like the one who maybe would just hole up somewhere and go, "Nah, fuck this. I'm just going to sit here and not do anything about it," you know? Yeah. Maybe that was what the like the characters just feel a little different to me in the in quarantine. Yeah. Like Angela in wreck she feels like somebody who sort of is pursuing a story whereas i feel mm-hmm. like in quarantine yeah she doesn't quite care like about the story as much like, kind you, of maybe yeah you get the impression she's just doing it for the paycheck like maybe she doesn't it doesn't matter to her as much but yeah and and i maybe had a little bit of that bias too being like oh americans just want to film it for the for getting shocking stuff on the camera too for the, right for the lulls yeah yeah um but uh, yeah, we we don't have too many emails. In fact, we just have one. But I liked it because I always wow. I don't know too many about the too much about the sequels. But uh, Ryan says Rec Two is good, but don't recommend the other sequels. 
Mm, I would. I'm okay with four. Actually, uh, four would be Genesis. Okay. Or no, Genesis was Genesis the third movie, and then four was Apocalypse. I get them all mixed up. Yeah. I, I, I I had fun with the one that was at the wedding, although That's I feel like one. I feel like there was maybe a slight comedic twist to some of those because I remember laughing for some of it. Well, um, and they put down the camera too. In third, in the third one, they put down the camera, and then it becomes yeah, not for, it not is not found footage anymore. It becomes like an actual linear movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then there was the one on the ship, which was That's definitely more, yeah, w- that was definitely more in the wreck, uh, mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it felt more like a wreck movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in canon, we'll say. If we're yeah, I can't, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good way yeah. to put it, yeah. Cool. I've never seen any of the sequels, and I, I don't know. Like, it, does it sort of grow the universe more, or is it more just like... I mm-hmm. think you should at least go t- with two. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because Rec Two. I mean, like like Taylor said, it's directly. It is like a minute after the end of Rec One, and I think it just fully rounds out that story. Okay. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even though, uh, like they s- technically they're less like pure zombie zombies, mm-hmm. the second Rec movie felt a lot like a zombie movie, yeah. just through some of the shots and some of the characters that you're following. There's way more horde-like mentality to mm-hmm. uh, the, the infected, basically, in the second one. It's yeah. it's really well done, in my opinion. And it's from the POV of like the first the first military responders mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it, it has... It, I mean, of course, they extend it for the the fourth movie, but I think it's the I think it's the definitive full rounded story of what happens to Angela. Yeah. Okay. So Angela sort of gets continuation because yeah. I you see her get dragged off, but then I heard that she returns for the sequels, and I'm like, oh, yeah. seems like she was in dire straits. Uh, but use that term loosely that she returns for the sequel because okay. she doesn't feature a lot in it. Okay. Okay. Uh, awards. Do you both have a favorite line from the movie? Um, let's see if I wrote anything. I don't think I wrote anything down for quarantine. Um, I liked in Rec when the the just some of the interviews that she does with the people seem really genuine. Yeah. There's the old couple arguing about who gets to speak and tell the story. There's like the uh, kind of racist older dude with the, I think he's wearing like a kerchief around his neck, um, which I learned after reading um, just on the internet about the movie. He Mm. is actually, if you don't speak Spanish, it's hard to tell, but he actually has a different accent too. So during his whole speech about, you know, people, you know, Asian people, I think he's just talking about and all the xenophobia that he has, he technically is also an immigrant. So if you speak Spanish and you can understand the accents, it's a little bit, there's like a little extra funny thing to that, to his whole thing there. But I just love those, those interviews with the characters and Rec, especially you felt like the characters just felt so much more real. There was, there was just a little more personality and backstory and everything to them. It seemed. Yeah. They're cardboard cutouts really in, in quarantine. There's no real, real depth to them. And the thing for for a found footage film to work is you have to believe that these people exist when the camera's off. And yeah. that's yeah. not apparent in, in quarantine uh, like it is in rec. Uh, but I, my probably my favorite back and forth in, in, in rec 
uh, it's so simple, but it's it's just when she uh, Angela's asked, so what's your show called? And says, while you're asleep. And it's like, while you're asleep, then who watches it? <laughs> I, I thought that was really funny. But I mean, it's such a throwaway. And it, 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 yeah. it doesn't, there's no, I mean, there's no honest need for it other than to establish that Angela already has a show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. and like, he's got some fledgling, a uh, person just trying to look for something to make her big. Like she's already has a show. This is just like her covering something for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my favorite was probably like the last line of wreck where Angela says, we have to keep tape everything Pablo for fuck's sakes. And I'm just like, yeah, no. Yeah. Like that yeah. kind of encompasses her character. Like she's just trying to mm-hmm. get content. I'm like, yeah, you know what? As a content creator, I understand you, Angela. You just want to get shit that you can put out on the, on the, well, maybe not internet, but whatever it was in 2007, they put things out on TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it really seemed to me that she believed that, something wrong was happening to them, right? Like, yeah. they were being locked in there and not being told why, so fuck it, she's gonna show everyone what's, go- what's going on and what's mm. happening, and she's not gonna let it stay secret, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it seemed like to me for from her character. Yeah. And I think it's, it works well for her character. Like, it really does help to sort of show, you know, what, what she is sort of in it for. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think part of the issue I have with quarantine is that you don't feel that same motivation from that character. It feels like yeah. she's just doing it because the story deems it so, not necessarily because she has an, a, a motive to do so or something that's kind of driving her to get it done. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Any other favorite lines or quotes or anything? Like it's, it, this movie is just definitely about the visual journey yeah rather than any i i like it's not really about character expulsion you know what i mean it's no. just it's just point a to point b yeah mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing so no no and i think that's i think that's part of rex's strengths yeah uh and and honestly part of quarantine's weakness yeah i guess i can i can agree with that and you know, I, I, I don't. Th- I again, I think if you watch Quarantine without watching Wreck, it's actually not too bad. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. a great movie, but no. you could probably get something out of it. It's just really hard to watch when you've watched Wreck because you start mm-hmm. to compare them, and when you compare them, it's 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 like going to a dollar store and getting like a cheap knockoff item and having the tr- the real <laughs> item, and you're just like, really, generally like yeah, this one, this other one's like so much better, so. Yeah. Honestly, if if you like just the premise of quarantine or wreck or whatever, that is enough, I think, to be able to watch quarantine and enjoy mm-hmm. it if you haven't seen wreck. Because yeah. it is a cool plot. Obviously, that's why they wanted to make quarantine is because it's dope. Like, it's scary. And it's something that I think especially around the time these movies came out wasn't mm-hmm. really done before. Maybe you guys can correct me because you know movies more than me. But like, it, it, it was really scary especially seeing quarantine without seeing wreck yeah, because right. just the plot alone is cool um yeah. but definitely there there is one that's better yeah uh best performance i mean i and guess live it all yeah i it's yeah, kind of tough to I choose agree. otherwise right like and and the thin man at the end of the film yeah like that was 
I mean, move like like a lot of it was makeup and stuff like that. So like props to the makeup team and everything. But his movements mm-hmm. were just amazing, absolutely amazing. And like that shit will stick with you. At least it did with me. I was just I kept thinking about it. You know, what I mean, and that that's I also like for the second movie. I mean, for quarant- uh sorry, quarantine. I will say like. Doug Jones is just freaking incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like that, uh, like I feel like that's a consistent statement anytime. Like anytime you're going to bring up anything that he's involved with, you're like, oh, Doug Jones is amazing. Pan's Labyrinth, Doug Jones is amazing. Uh, <laughs> Hocus Pocus, Doug Jones is amazing. Sure. Uh, you know, Silver Surfer, or uh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, Doug Jones is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him that. That, that that is one highlight of that movie otherwise but uh yeah um yeah i, I guess it, yeah it's gotta be angela i mean i don't know i i always like the creepy old woman at the beginning and she's just standing there i mean it's not really a performance but i mean it's still pretty creepy mm-hmm. but yeah it's got it's gotta be angela she's sort of your your bread and butter so um all right uh, best kill i put pablo i like i just yeah when you just see the creature just sort of looking up and you're just like oh gosh poor pablo yeah uh, this one's hard because there are actually like a lot of cool ones um i i want to agree with what steve said earlier about the falling scene though because that just like that's kind of one of the first things that's like oh wow okay there's someone actively like, these people are actively being killed now. Like, that isn't just an accident. Something is going on now. Um, and I think because, especially in Wreck, I read somewhere that the actors didn't actually know that that was going to happen. And so it was, like, a surprise for them just as much as it's a surprise for the viewer who's watching, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, the, the, there are a lot of good kills like when you mentioned or steven steve you mentioned the uh the person falling that, that was mm-hmm. you knew it was coming too you're like oh oh shit oh shit and then when it happens you're just like oh gosh it's i mean it's the it's the perfect like that one lends so much more to atmosphere just because like if you have a really good like sound surround sound mix like that scare is so effective mm. and 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 i think it just it just shows the the brilliance of those filmmakers uh because yeah. uh, it's like it's it's intense like uh and and i i think it, it raises your heart rate like it, it's crazy the uh, uh wami uh balaguero and paco plaza these guys are awesome yeah uh I, I, I just like i think that i that's the quality of wreck that i think um shines through the most even on rewatch is the immersion factor of it mm-hmm. and yeah if, if you weren't if you aren't hooked into it as deeply as you are by that point that one wouldn't be as scary as it is yeah do you uh think there was a dumbest decision in the movie because i can't really think of too many no no maybe i i mean Angela is overly ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to a fault. But if you just want to get to the bottom of the mystery, if that is like your drive as an investigative journalist, 
you probably would follow the same path that she takes anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and they can't, there isn't really any way for them to get out of the building anyways. So I kind of understand, even though I personally would probably be like hiding in a dark hole somewhere far away from everyone else. I understand Angela's motivation, at least in Wreck, I understand, you know, she's, she has to get whatever's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. I would almost say that the decision seemed way more dumb in the American in quarantine than in Wreck. But that is just because I don't completely understand maybe the character's motivations. And so it just doesn't seem as well thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with Kurt that it was, it was kind of hard to pinpoint a couple other than like, you know, don't turn your back on the, on the person who's very obviously infected cause they're going to bite you. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, okay, they're, they're kind of like panicking. Maybe I can excuse that too, you know? I mean, yeah, well, they're new to the rules, right? Yeah, exactly. I will say probably the dumbest thing was seeing, like, the blood-drenched older woman and just being like, yeah, let's, like, not put some distance between us. Like, that's probably the, <laughs> the dumbest thing. Like, I get Maybe it. she'll be cured by a hug. You don't know. Like, it, it, it yeah. did seem a little dumb to be like, oh, she, like, I get it. She's older and maybe she's a little, she's got some issues. But, like, she's also covered in blood and she doesn't look like that she doesn't look healthy at all and they're like yeah. oh let's just like get in close and i was like that that's probably the dumbest dumbest decision i could think of um cool let's rate these movies uh both of them uh steve why don't you go first what would you yeah these movies uh well i'm gonna start with wreck uh it's one of my favorite horror films of all time it, it's it's just it's on that list because it, it's so it is so fascinatingly original mm-hmm. and and unrelenting. As soon as you get to a certain point, it's 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 a roller coaster ride. You are just you just gotta grip your chair and go flying with it. And I love it. So it's a ten for me. Like I, it's I, I just I, I I would be lying to myself if I give it any less. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, quarantine. Uh, but quarantine is the pale comparison. But I still I still like its moxie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna still I'm, I'm gonna give a seven out of ten for that one. Okay. Wow, I I'm just gonna jump in here then because I think our scores are exactly the same. I, <laughs> I I'm giving a full ten for Wreck. I can't. I agree. I can't not. I love this movie. Obviously, found footage is my jam, but this one is like one of the best ones. Mm. Um, and then Quarantine, I was gonna give it a seven. Just I thought I was giving it a little bias because like it is. My, my og of the two mm-hmm. um but i i even though it has its faults and it can be harder to get into if you've seen wreck first i do still think it holds up as its own movie um and if you view it as that and and then maybe go watch wreck later on when you want to watch the better one i i think that's a good way to do it okay um i'm not as high on both of them uh i'm going to give quarantine I'll give Quarantine the, the score first. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. I did not like mm, this. That's understandable. Yeah. Uh, Wreck, though, definitely higher. I'd give it like an 8 out of 10. Uh, really good. I think what held it back for me was that there were certainly some parts at the beginning that were a little slow. Like, as they're introducing the roles, which is fine, you have to do that. But it did kind of feel a little, little slow at times. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I'd be curious to check out the sequels 
to see how they compare because I haven't seen any of them. I didn't even realize mm-hmm. these were franchises. I thought they're just like one-off movies. So this is my mind's been blown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, there won't be another episode next week because this is it. But uh, the week afterwards, we'll be back and we'll have there we go. basket case tourist trap to talk about. Oh man, <laughs> that'll be fun. I don't. I haven't seen either of those. Should I be excited or worried? Uh, I don't know how these aged. I, oh, I, no. really, I really don't know how these aged. Let's just say uh, one of them it, it includes a movie where a character carries around his separated from birth conjoined twin around in a basket. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm excited. And that one's tourist trap. <laughs> yeah, that's tourist trap. Yeah. The basket case is completely different. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, you know, not the movie that says Basket Case is the one about the, the, the conjoined twin in the basket. <laughs> but I think both of those are on Shutter. Or I'm, I'm very confident. Yeah, I think so. Trap is. Hopefully, because Wreck was actually surprisingly hard to find for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just glad I own the box set. I need to. I think that's what my yeah. next step is. <laughs> it's it's highly worth it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of Wreck and Quarantine. And, uh, okay, so I had actually ended the episode and I forgot to plug stuff, which is terrible because if you don't plug things, corporate overlords will come in and, like, just assassinate me on site. But, um, oh, new, new idea for a horror movie? Corporate overlords coming after Kurt? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It works. You did not talk about this thing or whatever. I mean,. <laughs> You know, borderline sometimes Disney can be like that, but you know what? It's okay. I just, you know, face the punishment as it fits the crime. I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, Steve, where can people find your work? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, the Steve Dead uh, and my website stevestebbing.ca. Uh, I got a lot to plug this week, so I, hopefully I'm not I'm not uh, jumping all over everybody here. Uh, I am on the shift every week on the Chorus Entertainment Network across Canada at 11 p.m. Pacific. Uh, I also just released uh, an episode of uh, my podcast where I did an interview with RJ City about uh, the documentary You Cannot Kill David Arquette, which is not horror, but is such a goddamn fantastic movie. I cannot plug this movie enough. It is so, so, so good. I absolutely adored it. Uh, but RJ City is, like, arguably the guy that got David Arquette from being, like, an outsider trying to get his foot back into a wor- world of wrestling that absolutely hated him and actually got him over in a feud and then became his tag team partner. He's a Canadian wrestler. He has his own uh, YouTube channel where he does a show called RJ Makes Coffee in His Underwear, which is really, really, really great. He's had uh, guests like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mario Cantone has been on it. A bunch of other people. I recommend that as well. Uh, oh my god. Um, I'm also going to be on a podcast this week uh, with a guy named Bryce Logan called Let's Watch That, uh, where we do a movie, an episode, much like this one. Uh, the episode that I'm doing, we're doing 12 Monkeys, Terry Gilliam's 12 Monkeys. Nice. Um, which is one of my favorite films of all time, so very cool. to. to and I've done his show before. I did Enemy, and I did uh, Villeneuve's Enemy, and I did uh, Nicholas Winding Refn's Bronson with him, so those are in his library as well. Nice. So check that out oh my god um and uh just for personal reasons watch bill and ted face the music it's fucking great if you loved bill and ted this movie is amazing i i just i loved it so much 
I have such a soft spot in my heart. And probably by the time this is out, uh, Mulan's behind that paywall, 35 bucks uh, to watch it. Worth it. Uh, oh, so worth it. It was so good. Oh, good. Oh, my God. Oh. It was. It blew me away. The cinematography, just like the still shots and are yeah. just incredible mandy walker nails this movie as cinematographer she is she is incredible uh and and nikki caro directs the hell is one and the cast is just friggin phenomenal please watch mulan it is so worth it i i don't want this movie to be a flop because it deserves it deserves everything nice. oh good i love mulan i'm so glad they didn't fuck that up oh they didn't i i don't really remember mulan that well but oh man this movie just it had me it just had me from the get-go, and it is just, I, I, I loved it. I, I really loved it deep in my heart. Oh, I mean, good. I'm definitely watching it. I'm a little disappointed they didn't bring in Mushu, but, <laughs> but... They do in a weird sense, and, and sometimes, like, like he's not a speaking character. He is just kind of like imagery, but there's one shot in the movie in the end that I just, I, my heart sang. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. I think and... you know what I'm talking about, Kurt. Yeah. For for this oh. for, for this Mulan is because I obviously the Disney one had a kind of comedic undertone to it because it was Disney. Is this more like a serious take on Mulan or is I, it still? It's pretty funny. Like, like I, okay, it has okay. its parts. It has its parts that are funny, but yeah, they are playing the serious angle. They're playing. I mean, the 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 female empowerment of this movie is so overwhelming that I uh, that it's another thing that I, I I think that this it exceeds on in, in so many ways. Okay, cool. I'm so down for that then. Yeah, and there was a great uh, cameo at the end mm-hmm. with from the original Mulan. Yeah. Oh, I, I as soon as that happened, I was like, yeah. I like called it out. I like pointed. I was gonna like, yes. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen, but I was also like, we'll wait and see. And then yeah, it did. Um, cool, Taylor. Where can people find you? Um, mostly on social media, uh, Instagram, more so than Twitter, but I'm on both. My username is Sarcianic. Uh, I update any other, like, projects and hobbies that I have. I post about them on my website, which is sarcianic.blog.home or .home.blog. One of those. It's, I can't remember. Um, and I've been posting, I've been running a D&D campaign with my friends and have uh, finally been posting our sessions on YouTube, so I'm gonna post about it soon if you're interested in that check out my website nice uh i'm over at threeingreenerds.com where we talk about a lot of stuff we talked about chadwick boseman passing away which is really sad oh Oh, man yeah i'm so affected by that one yeah and you you actually had got to meet the man yeah at uh press junket for civil war got to meet amazing amazing yeah Yeah. he was a really he was just a great guy all around. I mean, very you could tell he was very passionate about the work he did. So, uh, big loss. But yeah, we talk about, you know, what, what does this mean for Marvel going forward? What do, what do they do next? Mm-hmm. Some people some people gave me flack for that, saying that it was a little too crass to talk about. But I'm like, well. Letitia Wright becomes Black Panther. See, I'm thinking Michael B. Jordan comes back. Mm. Bring him back from the dead. He's mm-hmm. the new... I don't know. Probably not. There, there's, there's a few different ways they can go with it, but... Yeah, there's that. I have an interview up with Grace Glowicki, who is the star of Tito. That movie's so crazy. Oh, yeah. And she's great. <laughs> um, I asked, also managed to ask her who she would want to play in a Friday the 13th movie. She wants to play Jason. I'm all for it. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> gender bending, uh, you know, Jason, I'm all for it. Oh, I'm yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. Twitter, Facebook. Well, not Facebook. Don't don't follow me on Facebook. I really, <laughs> I deal with enough fucking boomer shit on Facebook. I really shouldn't be logging into that anymore. But yeah, Twitter, Film Critic, uh, Fatal Koala on uh, Letterboxd. Now, with that said, we can end the show. Until next time, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>